Jeff. Your host, Mario. I'm here with your boy Johnny Jack. Yes, sir. We in here, man. And let's get right into this. So, first story of the day was Florida State is trying to leave the ACC with all the things that have been going on. It was trying to leave before the mm-hmm. season. Now, with the whole tie college football playoffs, is for certain they're going to leave the ACC. And also, rumor that Clemson might leave too. Bigger mm-hmm. than Mike into the Big 12. But right now, it, it's going to cost them $572 million to, to leave because the, they're suing the ACC over the grant of rights. The grant of rights is basically a legal document signed by each member, of the, each member of the ACC that transfer ownership of media rights from school to the conference. What this means is the ACC, not which means that the ACC, not Florida State or any other member of the school, owns the rights to broadcast of games. School signed this in 2013 as react the Rational Grant of Rights Act as insurance policy. And mm. it wasn't ACC is not the first school that does it. The Big Tool actually does it. That's why OU and Texas waited so long until 2025 to not 2025, 2023 to say they're leaving the Big 12. So, yeah. But what's your thoughts about Florida State leaving? You thought like the college football players kind of put it was kind of part of their fault of them wanting to leave the AC because they went undefeated, but they're saying they're in the weaker conference and they don't have Jordan draft Travis. That was the big issue. It's definitely I think that's definitely part of the reason that they're leaving. Uh I feel like they feel like they wasn't respected enough in that conference. And so they probably provoked them to leave. And probably put a little chip on their shoulder and probably thought that they could go compete in like a bigger conference, a bigger power five conference like the SEC or the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I don't think they need to leave. I feel like Florida State has really been that school for a very long time. They've had stars in the past. They've had they've had tremendous talent in the past, and I feel like uh, they they could have they could have just stayed in the SEC, and I feel like college college football uh, playoff committee should have just put them in there, and I feel like a lot of this would have been avoided, all the whole lawsuit and everything, like, yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like if, it, if they were made the playoffs, the, the talks about them leaving would die down, but mm-hmm. now they're not making the playoffs because of their conference, because of injuries. You're like, okay, let's just go to a different conference. It's probably going to be the Big 12 or the Big 10 because the SEC said they're not growing anymore. The Big 12 has been really active about getting these teams. I can really see the Big 12 getting Clemson and Florida State. We already have one Florida school, too, so it will help the East Coast teams that we have, West Virginia, Cincinnati, and then with Clemson, Florida State. So Yeah. It will definitely make scheduling a little bit easier for the East Coast teams, so. But we'll see in a couple of weeks. But what 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 do you think that they're what do you think their landing spots are like? What do you what conferences do you think they will uh, want to go to? I think it's going to be the Big Twelve. To be honest, Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Florida State coming to the Big Twelve. Yeah, I can see that. Mm, interesting, bro. Mm-hmm. But why would you come to the Big Twelve? I feel like you have a better chance if. I feel like, me personally, I think that the reason that they're leaving is because of what happened. And I feel like they have a better chance in the ACC than they do if they were to join the Big 12. Yeah, but, like, so, like, this been, they've been, this, 
there's been talks about them leaving for like before the off season, before the the season even started. Mm-hmm. 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 So, but now they're more motivated to leave, and I just feel like they're definitely going to leave because they feel like. Let's be honest, the ACC is really a basketball conference with Duke, Clemson, and all of them. Yeah. Not really sure. a strong football conference besides Clemson and Florida State. There was that one year with Pittsburgh, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, but. That is true. I, mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. Malik Murphy transferring to Duke is crazy. Mm-hmm. That's the next thing I was going to say. <laughs> Murphy Four, going to Duke. 14, 14 minutes ago. To bro, bro what's Oklahoma State doing? Why can we not recruit people? Like, how is Duke getting people? Hey, we, got a, we got a three-star quarterback uh, coming in, though, from California or something like that. Yeah. He's like 6'4". I, I want that transfer. Because he's not – let's be honest. Mike Gunn is not going to play him. That's facts. That's facts. Might as well get a transfer to play one year, him leave, and then we got our – this is really going to be a QB battle between him and the dude from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like you shouldn't let these QBs leave the Big 12 if they enter the transfer portal. You should at least mm-hmm. go try to recruit, try to do something to get them to mm-hmm. Something. I feel like we're not putting in no effort, bro. None whatsoever. None. Spending zero money. Zero money. Crazy. I don't know, but was, hey, we're doing good with recruiting O-line, DBs. I feel like that's the pr- pretty much big weakness to the teams, the O-line, the D-line, and the safeties because mm-hmm. we be getting beat <laughs> so bad. And then what? O-line, big issue with the O-line, you know. If we get the O-line, we're going to keep Ollie. That's all it is. We get the O-line. We keep Ollie. Yeah. And so I feel like I feel like the target list should be O line, D line, quarterback, DBs, and so on and so on. Because I feel like we just need one. We just we missing a few pieces, but just a few pieces, bro. Because OSU really, they really have the receivers. They have the running backs. Like Mm -hmm. you know. It still hurts that we're losing Jay and Nixon, but hey, we have backup running backs who's just as good. And we brought in two running backs, three star running backs too. So, yeah, two. I'm like, okay, a little, a little Derek, a little Derek here. Mm-hmm. All right, but to transition to the NFL, because what we don't really got nothing more else for college football because the bowl game, the real bowl game season starting next week. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, but the Rams beat the Saints thirty to twenty-two. The Saints have not been eliminated yet because their conference is so bad that a team below five hundred can make the playoffs. Mhm. But the Rams got a dominate win. Puka Nakua with nine receptions, one hundred sixty-four yards. Kyron Williams with one hundred four yards, one touchdown, and Matthew Stafford with three hundred twenty-eight yards and two touchdowns. And if the playoffs ends today, if the playoffs ends today, guess who the Rams will be playing in the first round? Who? They'll be playing, Matthew Stafford will be playing his old team as the Detroit Lions. Now that's, now that's the story right there. I feel like he would win, though. 
Is that crazy I don't to like say? That will happen. But the thing is, Jared Goff is elite in sunshine games. Because, like, right now, if they win the division, they're not they're going to have home court advantage. and the, Or if they don't have home court advantage, they're going to be playing teams like Cal- Dallas, uh, San Francisco, like, mm-hmm. L.A. Like, those teams they can be playing in the sun. Mm-hmm. So, he's – so. He just need a. He does not need not to play Philadelphia. If he doesn't play Philadelphia, he's the Detroit Lions are winning the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is crazy. Hey, hey the game's in the game's in uh, Las Vegas, so it's better be warm in Las Vegas by the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're gonna see. I feel like Detroit gone, but if Matthew if Matthew Stafford played Detroit, he gonna get Detroit, bro. It's, it's, I don't think there's no doubt about it. But Detroit, hey, they got a they got a nice little team, so they could do some, they can make a run and make a run in the playoff. It would be mm-hmm. nice to see too. You imagine a playoff game in Fort Field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro, hey, I really want to see Matthew Stafford versus the Lions. Try so hard to make the playoffs with. But what his best year was 2017 with them, mm-hmm. and they fired the head coach for no reason for Matt Patricia, and mm-hmm. they all went downhill from there. People in Detroit still don't like Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> but so the talks right now on ESPN, you know how they bring up these topics is by lot mind-boggling to me, but. Is it time for Mike Tomlin to move on from the Steelers? No. That's literally the – he is the franchise. He's the reason that they're still even relevant right now. I ain't going to lie. I don't think it's time for him to move on. I just think it's time for them to get some pieces and learn how to draft. That's what – I agree. Like, I swear they can draft any position in the mm-hmm. world besides mm-hmm. a quarterback. And it was also the offensive coordinator. Like, they need to find a good offensive coordinator to actually play call. Because Mike Tomlin, he's going to get his defense right no matter what. No matter year. what. No matter what. He's going to come through with the defense. Like, and I guess people are not used to the offense being so bad with him having big Roethlisberger for, like, 20 years and A.B., Emmanuel Sanders, Juju, like, all these great wide receiver talents. Mm-hmm. And no one so, to get him in the ball, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, I feel like this is it. Like, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, no, it's the, Steel, the Steelers need Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin does not need the Steelers. Facts. There's players who are Mike, Mike, Mike Tomlin can easily go be a head coach to anywhere else if he wanted to. Well, I, I heard this one comparison, like, talking about how Andy Reid left the Eagles and went for the Chiefs. Like, I can see him leaving the Steelers, but I can't see the Steelers firing him. Mm, yeah. Because what what can he do? He gets the defense. He's the defensive minded head coach. He gets the defense right every single time. Yeah, it's just the offense, the play calling, the offensive coordinator, the quarterback coach, the, like all. It's just the offensive side, which is also part of his problem too with not hiring the right people. But, mm-hmm. but we'll see. We'll see after that season how if they make the playoffs or not. But. Uh, 
But how nervous are you for these this week's this week's game? Sunday, Monday night football. 49ers I, and Ravens. I don't th- I don't think I'm nervous, bro. I don't think I'm nervous. You confident about this one? I I'm confident, but I'm not I'm not cocky. I'm not I know what I know what can happen in this game. It could either go really good for us or it could, could go really bad. We could be either we could be the Baltimore Ravens or we could be the Dallas Cowboys and get blown out. So mm-hmm. It could go one of two ways, but I don't, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in our squad. And we can, we can take an L. We can take an L. We, we can start spot already. We can take an L. But, yeah. You know, I know that's not, I know that's what the people want us to see is to, for us to get an L. But you know, it's we got to handle business on the twenty fifth, yeah. I feel like these two teams have a little bit of history. Ten years ago, 49ers listened to the Ravens. This is what they all been talking about on ESPN, mm-hmm. how the team has history, the Harbaugh Bowl, the lights going off in the New Orleans uh, Superdome. Super mm-hmm. So It's just we got to play in the Bay, bro. That's the only bad part. Mm-hmm. We got to play in the Bay. Hey, I feel like... The Ravens gonna upset some people on every single Monday night football game. The underdogs we, win. We play better on the road though. So and the and the Ravens are the underdogs. Yeah, yeah, that's why I, I'm kind of confident, bro. Yeah, but hey, at least your Christmas is not gonna be ruined like mine. Really? Because I can see the Denver Broncos going up in Denver and losing to the Patriots at home, just yeah. to. That's for my Christmas. Yeah. It's tough being a Broncos fan. It's tough, but hey. But there's some good games going on. Saturday, we got Bengals and Steelers divisional rival game. If Bengals win, they're gonna eliminate the Steelers' chances of making the playoffs. The Steelers win, they're gonna help their chances. It's gonna be tough. I kinda want the Steelers to beat the Bengals because they are eight and six, and I want the Broncos to make the playoffs. Bills can end the Chargers season on Saturday, which I would love to see. You know, big time Chargers hater. <laughs> Colts, Falcons, Falcons still have a chance in the playoffs. Surprisingly, Colts that's are still trying to make because they're in the worst division. Mm-hmm. I need the Falcons to upset the Colts so the Broncos can make the playoffs. Seahawks, Titans, Titans are already out the playoffs. Seahawks can just win. Mm-hmm. And then we got Lions, Vikings. Lions trying to clinch the division. Vikings are still trying to fight on for it. Commanders, Jets. No one's watching that game. Packers, Panthers. No one's watching that game. Browns and Texans. Hey, hey, hey this would have been a good game if Deshaun Watson was playing. Yeah. They see they shot again from the uh, concussion protocol. Yeah, he's still he's gonna be out. Mm-hmm. So no one's gonna watch the game because. Backup versus backup. Mm-hmm. Then you got Jags, Buccaneers. Now, this is probably going to be a good game. Bucks are trying to make the playoffs, trying to clinch the spot. They're 7 7 right now. Jags are still trying to clinch their, their division, being 8 and 6. You got Cardinals and Bears. Cardinals, if the Cardinals beat the Bears, the Bears are out of the playoffs. So the Bears still have a fighting chance somehow. The Cowboys and Dolphins. Now, this is the test for both teams. They can actually be a good team, especially the Dolphins. The Dolphins have not yet to be a good team this season. 
Cowboys proved themselves a little bit by being the Seahawks and the Eagles. So we'll see on on uh, on Fox America Game of the Week. Yeah. You know, and Broncos on Sunday night. Some reason we're on the NFL Network. That's gonna be fun to watch. Raiders Chiefs on Nickelodeon. Everybody show out and watch the game on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Nickelodeon is crazy. Bro, this I feel like the Nickelodeon thing is the best thing the NFL ever. It's the, how it's, many viewers? How many viewers do you think they get? Like, they definitely get a lot of viewers because sometimes kids just be scrolling on TV to see like, oh man, this is not SpongeBob, but I watch it. Yeah, that is crazy. And then, like you know, the parents and the kids can watch it together, even though the commentating is super bad because they're trying to teach kids how the how where football is. You're like, oh, <laughs> do you know how many points is a touchdown? Dorsey, Dorsey, soy. I don't even know in Spanish, but six. Six. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's be. But I like the slime. I like the slime. Like, bro, I don't. I I'm not the only one growing up. I always wanted to, no homo get slime on. <laughs> Pause, bro. I said no. I don't know what he's you to say that, bro. But don't do like, bro. The slime you see on the Kids Choice Award—that's always been a dream of mine. Yeah, it's crazy. Did you see Tyler Wallace got uh, hit with the slime? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time I watched the game on Nickelodeon, Patrick Star was roasting Russell Wilson. That is crazy. Who ever thought we'd be watching NFL on Nickelodeon? I wish this would happen during when I was a kid. I remember they used to have an NFL show on Nickelodeon that I used to watch. What was on Nickelodeon? Oh, man, what was that NFL show? Let me look this up. Oh, the NFL Rush Zone. Mm. It was like on Nicktoons. That's crazy. I I never watched that. What? See, you don't remember this show? Anybody remember this show? Comment down below. They used to have like a whole entire website too. That's crazy. I ain't never seen that. Came out in 2010? Yep. I ain't never watched it, bro. I ain't never seen that. Hey, but I remember when the NBA tried to be like the NFL, they had like uh, Avengers during the NBA game during COVID. No, 2021. During 2021, so, like, when the season, no, during the playoffs of 2021, now I'm thinking about it. Mm. Well, hey, when they, it was, they was trying with that. They was trying with the Avengers, but NBA, they, they need to try to find something to get the kids watching, you know? Cartoon Network, call up the NBA, put some regular show on the court. It's a Disney channel. You put it on mm-hmm. Disney. Mm-hmm. But with all the NFL games, out all these games I said before, oh yeah, we got Johnson playing the Eagles. And but mm-hmm. with all the games I said, which team is most likely going to upset? Mm. Which team is most likely going to upset? Is the Ravens considered an upset or no? Yeah, they're not the favorites. Okay, I, I'm. A, that's that's my bias pick. That's my bias pick. 
and my realistic pick. Mm. I don't know, bro. Okay, mine. I feel former Oklahoma State great quarterback Mason Rudolph is going to go into Pittsburgh and win them a ball game. We're going to see the OSU Mason Rudolph off. Ooh, man, I get. Kill the thing about Mason Rudolph back in Oklahoma State. Besides him throwing two interceptions against OU, do you really think he's gonna mm-hmm. pull it off? Hmm? He's gonna pull it mm-hmm. off. He's gonna pull it off. Mm-hmm. Backup quarterback versus third string quarterback. Fire game to watch. I'm there yeah. for it. I'll be you there. Know, you know what, bro? You know what? I'm gonna just go with P- Panthers versus Packers. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. That's my upset. Panther versus who? Uh, uh, Carolina versus Green Bay. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. I get get him that third win of the season, man. Okay. That's my pick. Okay. Okay. But let's transition to the NBA right now. The game's going on right now is the Warriors versus the Wizards. Wizards are up. It's definitely going to be the Raiders. It's definitely going to be the Raiders. And we and we want we want Kansas City to lose. We want that. We want the Kansas City to lose so the Broncos can win the division. We want that. I might tear up if we win the division. Yeah, but right now, yeah, don't forget the man. X. No, wait, never mind. Something went. Sorry, something went wrong with the recording. Just popped up, but. Like I was saying, but what's that? Oh, so what Zion Williamson getting a lot of criticism about him being overweight. You know, last year he, we we praised him for being skinny, but then it seemed like he gained the weight, found a new friend <laughs> in the industry, and all this controversy, and now his contract is not guaranteed. So the Pelicans can really just waive his contract. So the question is, is it time for the Pelicans to give up on the Zion Williamson and try to get as much as possible from him? What can you get from Zion for Zion, bro? Like, it's really what are teams willing to give for Zion, bro? That is true. But I feel like Knicks are going to give something up for Zion. It definitely is. I don't think I don't think it's time to give up on him though, personally, bro. At least he's playing. At least he's not doing the Ben Simmons. Because the yeah, at least he's playing. At least he's trying to play, you know. Yeah. And when he's playing, when he's playing, he's a top twenty-five player. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's being he's being productive too. Like you know, it's just his work ethic, his weight. And I'm not trying to hand the man. I love Zion Williamson. I'm a huge Zion Williamson fan. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, it's been five years. Like, all the players in your draft class now are good are good, are good now. It's just him not going to another level. Right I now. Zion, I think Zion is good. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, bro. 
Zion could give you a good twenty twenty five on a good night, like mm-hmm. every night almost. And he and when he on the floor, he can be productive, bro. So I don't think they just gonna give up on him just yet. At least I wouldn't. I wouldn't. As the Pelicans organization, I, I would. I would not. Zion just, is like. I feel like it's just the media trying to we push see, that Zion to the we, New York. We've seen, seen Zion at his peak, bro. We've seen Zion at Duke, bro. We've seen what he can do. So there's no way that I would just give up on a freak athlete like that, bro. It's just no way. I feel like if they was really going, they should have put incentives in his contracts that say like, oh, if you don't, if you're not maintaining the weight, you know, we can just take away all this money. Yeah. Because like, that's, that's what teams, that's what Miami did with Shaq when he went to Miami. Yeah, they should have put it in the contract. But hopefully, and also, it's just all about him surrounding himself by the right people. If he's surrounding himself by the right people, especially being a young athlete, yeah, people's telling you this, models telling you this, the industry people. That is crazy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't know why the NBA players, you can get ex-celebrities on your team, but they're trying to save strippers, you know, trying to save these strippers and industry people. You can't save them. Him and Anthony hey, Edwards twins. It's not church. You can't save them, okay? Him and, him and, him and Anthony Edwards is twins. Uh-huh. Man, they really be trying to be like a church, be a pastor trying to save them. You can't save them, bro. You can't save them. Can't they don't want to be saved. They don't want to be saved. Yeah. But it's feel like the G League Ignite program is not good. See, they be getting these top high school prospects to commit to them playing against G League players. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. Let me just look this up real quick. But the past G League prospects like Jumin, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Green, Scoot Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. I can. That's because they're not actually developing as players when they go to the G League, bro. Mm-hmm. So drafted players, Jalen Green, John the Kaminga, Isaiah Todd, and Isaiah job before the G League at night. He was a top ten player recruit. Then he was the G League at night and falls all the way down to the thirty first pick. Mm. And then you got Dyson Dillons, Marjan Bouchamp, and Jaden Hardy. Jaden Hardy, he was a top five player, and then he goes to the G League at night, falls all the way down to the thirty seventh pick. And I think he's on the Dallas Mavericks. And he's been cooking now. I wasn't and really they, a fan. I wasn't really a fan of the G League Ignite to start to begin with, bro. I'm mm-hmm. not even gonna lie to you. I was not I a fan like, of that. I feel, I feel like, like they should just go to college. I feel like if you're not the top player, you're not gonna get that many touches as compared to the top recruit. Because what you gotta think about if they were all all these players were went to their own schools, uh, they probably get a lot more touches, mm-hmm. like. And it's only one ball. You got coaching, different systems, and all the part. Like you're trying to get all these high school talent to play in one system. Mm-hmm. Or most likely, that's why they go to colleges to go to their system that suits them well. That's the problem. And this it's not translating to the NBA. Like it's different than you're playing all these tournaments in the NCAA. Even overseas, you're playing all these tournaments. But in the G League, you're just playing one little tournament. The and you're playing against. G League players who's like, I know, like, it's 
it's like the third, fourth best NBA league, but like compared to playing in colleges where you have coaches, coaching staff is only is going to help you develop in your system, how show you how to force in the NBA compared to the G League where I know they bring in the coaches and stuff, but you're trying to have 10, 5, 4, 3 story recruits trying to get into one system where they all play differently and there's mm-hmm. only one ball. It's yeah. going to be hard because you can see now you see why and you can tell from Jalen Green when he was in the G League night, they told him, hey, you got the green light, shoot whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Him shooting two for 12, five for 17, like compared to Kay Cunningham and Scoot Henderson, not Scoot Henderson, Scoot, Scotty Barnes, why is his name Scoot? Scotty Barnes, mm-hmm. who go to, who went to school, came back to college and were the rookie year. Well, Scotty Barnes won rookie year and Kay Cunningham's doing pretty well himself besides losing 25, 25 straight games. But he's, but, bro, he's dropping so many points and still losing. It's crazy. He had like 45 last night. But that, mm-hmm. it's not even his fault that he's losing. And we're going to talk about that later. But, yeah. Like. But, like, Sky Barnes, yeah. Sky Barnes and K-Cunning were both NBA ready because, what, Sky Barnes, he went to Florida State, right? Yeah. Florida State got him ready for the NBA. K-Cunningham got Oklahoma State, got him ready for the NBA. But, you know, mm-hmm. can't win a game with, with him in the playoffs, so. Not gonna talk about that, you know, Mike. Not his, not his fault once again. Mm-hmm. He he's done went from one bad coaching uh situation to another. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're not gonna talk about that. Yeah, but those top players, and like I'm pretty sure from that list, Isaiah Todd was also a top NBA recruit. And then, you know, like I said, there's only one ball, so he's gonna give the ball more. John and Kaminga. Or Isaiah Todd. You're going to mm-hmm. give the ball to John Kaminga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, when I mentioned the tw- people from 2022 who got drafted, Dyson Daniels and Marjon Birdchamp, I also mentioned that Jared Hardy was a top five shooting guard in, in, in the nation. Mm-hmm. People was talking about, oh, who should be the top five pick, Jaden Hardy or Jaden Ivey? But now, with all those guards I mentioned before, and they're playing better in this system, and Jaden Hardy's not, who's that effect more? That's why he fell from being a top 10 pick to the 37th pick in the draft. Yeah. I was so surprised, too, because I was at that draft, and he didn't, didn't get his name called. Why were you surprised, though? It's like G League. I feel like G League is night. It's automatically looked down upon because – I feel like they're just taking the short shortcut. I feel like they just they just wanted to get paid right away. When, when, well, yeah. If they were away one more year, nil came. Yeah, and that's what and that was like the difference maker between because what in high school it was already either K Cunningham or Jalen Green. Who's the better one? Who's the better one? And the G League ignite. G League ignite. G League ignite is is like literally built for players to basically just show their skill and basically freestyle. If you go mm-hmm. to college, you're you're put in a system to where you're working on your fundamentals, but you can show that you're coachable. I feel like that's what college is for, and it's going to develop you better into like a, into a better player and prepare you better for the NBA. Uh, yeah, and G League Ignite is just not – it's just not the way to go. And as you can see from the, all the, la- the names you listed, it's not – it ain't working. 
we need to they need to do something else. Yeah. Well, I, not they need to do something else, but players need to be more more, you know, in tune and be smarter with their decisions when it comes to their career. Yeah, and also, that's why I also don't like the overtime. Like, it, you're playing against high school teams, and then you're going to the NBA afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. you see, like, it was basically the past two years has been the man and the Sure Thompson show, saying they're the best players, these are going to be the top players from OTE, and then they're not, both of them, a man, which one's the oldest? The one, a man's at Houston, so a man is not even getting starting time at, uh, Houston, he's on the bench. They brought in they brought in a point guard too. They paid for a point guard to go over you. They don't have a they don't have a shot. And that's another thing. Uh, a lot of G League Ignite players do not have a jump shot. And to be good in this league, you have to be able to develop a jump shot. And going to that G League Ignite, that is something that they were not working on. But when you go to college, that's you have to be able to shoot because a lot of colleges run zone. A lot of colleges will purposely leave you open to see if you would knock down that shot. And which a lot of colleges do. I know they have their playoffs, but let's be honest: the playoff is not the G League playoff is not as coverage as March Madness with five billion people watching every single year. And that's where the real talent. That's where the real talent is shown. The, the thing is, like colleges, their games, all their games matter. After tw- after the new year, all their games matter. You got and then you got the com- the conference playoffs. You got the March Madness. You got NIT and all the other tournaments in college basketball compared to the G League game, G League playoffs with a couple thousand, a couple couple thousand people watch the game compared to. March Madness, like there's levels to this, and that's mm-hmm. why it doesn't really. Does the G League play really first? Um, G League Ignite players really uh face adversity in the G League at all? Like most of their games are like, oh, we're just hooping. We don't care if we win. We don't care mm-hmm. if we lose. We're just they're hooping. already getting paid. That's what that's how they're looking at it. They don't have mm-hmm. anything. They don't have anything to lose. They're not competing for a national championship, so they don't really care that much. So. Like unless they start uh making these games matter more, make have a better system than having one team with ten players, a couple veterans and a coach, and say, Hey, go hoop, play the Delaware Blue Coats and the Oklahoma City Blue and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a better way to do this, maybe have them play some more. Overseas team, maybe them, maybe them split the team up, not having one team, having two different teams, two different systems, so they can fit the players a bit more. But we'll see going on later down the years of how long the G League of Night thing is going to last. But <clears throat> we were talking about this. There's one, they're one game away. They're one game away. From being the longest losing streak, time longest losing streak from the 09-010 Cavaliers. No, wait, 010-011 Cavaliers were out when LeBron James first left, and the Philadelphia 76ers went the year before they actually started their whole entire big losing, having like the second worst losing the season before that. Them going, both of them going on a 26 game losing streak. The Pistons are currently at 
the t- 25 game losing streak. And they started the season with a one on one start. They had hope. No, not one on one start, two on one start. And they had hope. They had hope. And now their hope is all gone. You can see on Kay Cunningham's face. Like, mm-hmm. You can tell he's used to this. Like Ever since he went to Oklahoma State, he's been losing. Mm-hmm. It, it hurts. It hurts me as a Detroit Piston fan because that's my second team. Everybody knows that. And the Oklahoma State fan scene, one of my favorite players who went to Oklahoma State looks so defeated. He looks like me yeah. after coming He looks like me coming after a four-hour class not knowing <laughs> one thing in the class. He yeah. looks defeated. It, yeah, it, it sucks to see it on his face, bro. Cause you could tell that he, if you watch the game, you he's giving his all, bro. He got been 30, 31, 45. Like, he's doing everything he can. And I don't know, his team is just not it. He, they got a bunch of rookies. Their top two lottery picks that they've been drafted, their past two draft picks have not been giving them the production that they need. Uh, they have a crash out in Isaiah Stewart that just wants to crash out. He doesn't want to do anything else or be productive. Their coaching is bad. There's just a lot going on in Detroit, and they just need to – I don't know. Uh, really, just don't waste Kate's, Kate's talents in Detroit. If you're going – if that's how it's going to be in Detroit, bro, trade Kate. And if not, then you need to help Kate. Like, it's that simple, bro. But I feel like they'll be all right. Uh, I think this is just a phase right now with this 26-game losing streak. It is kind of crazy that they're 2-26, and 26, but, hey, it is yeah, what and, it is. And I feel like the Pistons is ruined good head coaches. Like, I'm not saying Stan Van Gundy, the first coach I'm going to name, was a great coach when he was in Orlando, but, like, he was a good coach. And it's, could, they couldn't win with him. They couldn't win with him with the talent they brought in. Them making the draft mistakes, and then they bring in Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey is a good coach. He won. He won Coach of the Year with the Raptors. Then got fired that year. It looked like a good hire from the Pistons, but for five seasons they couldn't win with him. They couldn't develop any players from him. So get a new coach, Monty mm-hmm. Williams, a great coach, one Coach of the Year. Suns firing him for no reason at all. Okay. But, oh, man, they got a young group of players, Jay and Ivy and Kate Cunningham. Let's give them a young – not young coach, but give them a good young coach who got – who brought the Suns, who were absolutely terrible before the year before, mm-hmm. got them almost making the playoffs, then to the championship, and now being a good playoff contender team. Let's bring mm-hmm. them in. Let's see how it works. And they're now on a 25-game losing streak. It just doesn't make sense. Is it the front office? There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of nepotism with the Pistons. There's a lot of uh, executive players hiring their kids to work jobs and stuff to do scouting and stuff. I just feel like there's something going on in the front office. Maybe it's ownership, but this is not the Detroit Pistons that my mom grew up watching in the '80s and two, mm. early 2000s. So that's. That's my issue. You know, and I love those old bad boy pistons. That's the problem. They don't they're not the bad boys anymore. They're they soft. Don't got that dog. They don't got that dog. The only guy that's tough on the team who acts tough is Isaiah Stewart. That's he's hundred percent stand standing on business. Like but that's my little rant about the pistons. Yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. And last thing, this 
Who's your MVP at this moment? Non-biased. Is it Joel, Shea, Jokic, Yoke, Luka, Giannis? What do you think I'm going to say, bro? Bro, you're going to say the best player in the NBA, a.k.a. MJ, a.k.a. Shea Gills Alexander. That's not what I'm going to say, actually. I'm going to say Joel, bro. Really? Yeah. Joel has been – he's been I, on a I, tip. I can do that. He, look, right now, the way he's playing, if he stays healthy, he's going to win MVP. 30, Aver- he's averaging 35, bro. Mm-hmm. That's not – It's a similar with like, James Harden did a couple years ago. MVP is the most dominant player in the league, and Joel is the most dominant player in the league. All right. And they're and they're winning. Uh, I feel like it's really yeah. going. To be, it's going to be a three man race. It's going to be between Shea, Giannis, and Joel. Hopefully, Shea. You no, know, that's my bias opinion, but non bias is going to be Joel. Joel's going to yeah. win it. The the Sixers combined <laughs> the Sixers big three combined for like ninety three points today. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow. But mm-hmm. I mean, one day our big three is going to combine for six ninety three points. It's, it's mm-hmm. not even a big three. It's not even a big three. It's really like a a big a big one with an extra two pieces, you know, on the side. Extra two pieces. Tobias here is one to hoop when he wants to, but you know, Tyrese Maxey will get them buckets. Tyrese Maxey will go off every time, but Tobias here is a little shaky. I only consider him big three. He was he was cooking. He was cooking low key. He was definitely he was definitely cooking. He he got that light skin man syndrome. That, that that's another light skin man syndrome. You see what I'm talking about though. One day he'll go for 33, and then, then another night he'll only go for 15, 16, 17. It's not. It ain't. He can't give you that 25 every time. Yeah. Before we transition to more Christmas stuff, let's talk about the Christmas games coming off, coming up. But the more important thing is let's look back at some couple Christmas jerseys. Right now from 2008 to 2011 when they started doing Christmas jerseys, you got the little mm-hmm. snowflakes, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, like that, I like that New York green, though. That's tough. That's tough. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring that's that my back. Favorite one. That's my favorite one, though. Them, the Miami ones and then Katie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2012. Yeah, I like that. And that's my favorite the one. one then. We got some ugly ones like the big logo. Mm, not really. Not really a fan of that one. No. Call me old school with these jerseys with the sleeves are awful. <laughs> And then you got the first name yeah. basic. That's that's cool. That's cool. It's, it's not. cool. I just don't like the block. The block is ugly. Yeah, it's the block. Mm-hmm. It don't look great. And then you got the Christmas card. Now these one was clean. Now these them was, was tough. Them was twenty fifteen. That them was them was the ones. Them was tough. I like them. And then you got part two with the greatest game of all time. That that was a crazy game. Everybody was watching that game. If you was not watching that game, I just don't think you was alive. You must have been born in well, 2017. Think about it. This wasn't the game. It was the next year, 2017. So this was without KD. Oh, yeah, that was but I, before Kyrie hit that shot, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Kyrie hit a tough spin around fader on uh, Clay Thompson. I, I feel like they got to bring back they got to bring back the Christmas jerseys. Like, bro, those were just the commercials. The jersey it just was perfect. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad because, what, last time I checked, what, when does the Nike deal with NBA ends? 2024. So, hopefully in 2024, 
We get we get better jerseys. The NBA say like, yo, we need this, this, and this because so jerseys- see what they do. Mm-hmm. All right, if they get back with Adidas, I know Adidas is gonna start cooking up in there. Mm-hmm. We don't have to see no dumb sponsors logos on here with the Nike logo with this. Everything off, just the jerseys, just the team, just the yeah, piece there in Adidas, just cooking up in there. So, but like I said, Christmas is along the way. Before I truly go to Christmas, one more thing, almost forget Christmas game predictions. What, what, who do you have? Let's go. So, let's go, let's go. Uh, rapid fire, read them off, and I'm, I'm just going to top of my head. Okay. First game, Bucks Knicks. I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going with the Knicks with the upset on Christmas Day. Okay. Warriors and Nuggets. Go crazy. Warriors and Nuggets. Warriors. I'm gonna go with the upset. I'm gonna go with Nuggets. Celtics Lakers. Celtics. I'm gonna go with the Lake Show right there. You know. Probably because LeBron is playing. That's the only reason. But yep. <laughs> Austin, I can't root for Boston, you know, watching the whole time Magic Johnson show. They're, it really makes me hate they're Boston. On a high, they're, they're on a high streak right now. They're, like, they're, they really are. They're pre- playing well, bro. So They're the best team in the NBA right now. So Yeah, yeah. Sixers, Heat. Uh, Sixers. I'm going with Miami, you know. Jimmy Butler, he's motivated. He hates Philadelphia, how they treated him on his way out. Chosen, but, but Bam out of Bam, Bam out of Bayo can't guard you, real bro. I'm sorry. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Mavericks, Suns for the last game. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Suns on this one. Man, bro. You know what Luca's gonna do? What Kendra Perkins say? Man, Luca, Luca, but Luca's dropping a fifty-point triple double, smiling on Devin Booker. You know, it's it's a hey, there's levels to these, there's levels to these, and Luca, Luca's gonna put the belt on them. And that's all the Christmas games. You think he go? You think he go put a whooping on the sand like? Bro, 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 bro. It's like when you play your little cousins in Madden, you drop sixty points. That's how Luca does against Devin Booker and the Suns. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Come on, play with me, boy. And that's how Jimmy Butler's gonna be against Sixers, but. Before we end off, no, Tobias here is going to be his good boy. Go watch. Uh-huh. All right, to end this all off, we got some game. We got some Christmas surveys I did on us on our Instagram story. I posted everywhere. So, mm-hmm. hey, thanks, thanks for the six people who responded. Shouts to them. But so, like we said before, we were talking about Christmas things. Favorite Christmas movie? We both said Polar Express. Let's see how the people feel. Mm-hmm. They said two people said the Polar Express. One said the Grinch, the 2000 movie with Jim Carrey. Elf, meet the Fockers. That's what it says. I'm not cussing. Yeah, I know you're still not. And then someone said Fortnite and the Elf. 
Hey, I'll like I'll, I'll say Polo Express, the Grinch, the Grinch movie is good. The old one, the two thousand one. But to me, like my other favorite movies are those like old classic movies like Frosty the Snowman. So nobody said Home Alone. No one said Home Alone. Maybe, maybe. Maybe we just got different tastes. Maybe we just got different tastes in 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 in, in Christmas movies, bro. But that's crazy. Hey, nah. Home Alone is a is a classic. Cause every kid ever always said like, "Oh man, I want to be, I want to be my myself, Home Alone." That's why, everybody, like, everybody, every kid has learned something from Home Alone. They don't learn the trick or two just in case some intruder okay. breaking the house while you by yourself, bro. That's mm-hmm. how, I, that's how I look at Home Alone. Yeah, but also, also like the good old classic movies, like uh, the what, Jing, uh, Rudolph, Frosty the Snowman. Snowmeister, like Christmas Wonderland, like all those classic movies in the yeah. ocean. The ones that they show on ABC every year. I mm-hmm. think that's understandable. Definitely has some CDs down in the basement. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like uh, Charlie Brown. You know, Charlie. Br- hey, you know, you know, I love me some Charlie Brown. Yeah, Charlie Brown. Yeah, the, the classics, bro. I know, I know what you mean. I feel that. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I definitely put them right behind Home Alone for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But next question was: so let me ask you first. What's your favorite Christmas song? Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I don't know, bro. I don't know if I have a favorite Christmas song, honestly. See, for me, besides that Mariah Carey one, you know the generic. I don't want to sound like you know, Big Share or whatever. The Mariah Carey. Last Christmas. Yeah. No, wait, not last Christmas. No. Yeah, you know, you know, the Mariah Carey song is time. Hey, for me, my favorite Christmas song is... She's, she's probably still making so much money off of that song right now. Oh, yeah. She's making money out of she, every She's making year. so much bank off of that song. Because they play every single where you go. Like, it's more like businesses and, like, stores are playing the song more than, like, actual people are. But, like, she's making so much money from that. But for me, my favorite Christmas song is Ghetto Christmas Carol by XXX Tonshi. I'm just You see the Michael Jackson poster behind me. It's Jackson Five, Mama I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus. That song right there. That was that's a classic to me. I'm a huge Michael Jackson guy. Mm-hmm. But the people said Santa tell me last Christmas, Christmas in Harlan, Fortnite. And ski yeet Christmas addiction. <laughs> that gotta be like an AI chat. AI um, chat. Something. It gotta be AI generated. It has to be, bro. There's no way. There's no way. And look, I'm about to ask you, what's your favorite Christmas tradition? Uh, probably just, you know, what I'm doing 
down, actually. And just home, chilling, home break, you know, watching, yeah. like you said, watching movies, watching football, watching sports, basketball, and just spending time with the fans, you know. Yeah, me and my fam, well, me and my siblings, usually Christmas Eve, we open one gift on Christmas Eve. It's like a little preview. Oh, yeah, that's the tradition yeah. all, all the time. Yeah, that's what you're supposed little, to do. Little tease right there. <laughs> And then, what you think? You, what you think you got? You got, you got any hints? Did you put hey, in I, the list? I I literally told my parents I don't want nothing for Christmas, but I don't really expect nothing. I literally told them I don't, I don't even know what I want for Christmas, so just don't waste your money. But I said the one thing I do want, I do want an iPad. That's like my I really I didn't tell them that, but I did. I do want an iPad. That's the only thing I it's, want. It's a great investment. So if you don't get it, you have to get it yourself. You need to get one. Yeah, I got. It. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great investment. I will mm-hmm. say that. And then what? Hmm. But then we stay up all night. Me, me, and my siblings, my brother, and my sister. We stay up all night. Then we all wake up at the same time. Make sure we brush our teeth and do all this stuff because our parents are going to ask us to before we start. And then we scare our parents to death, asking us to go downstairs and open some presents. We all sit in the circle. My mom just hand each other our gifts, put our circle, we just start going crazy, open the gifts. And then for the next couple hours, I'm in two different moves. I'm in oh playing on my new DS or Xbox or PlayStation, you know, or and then telling my friends, yo, I just got me the new PS5 and stuff. And then Going upstairs, seeing what your dad do. He's watching NBA. I'm watching NBA. It's Cavs versus Warriors. It's a good time. And then you got the Christmas ham. You know, my mom's getting the sparkling grape juice. You know, putting in the, the hearing the hearing the hearing the NBA uh, Christmas jingle is just gonna be like be mm-hmm. music to the ears for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's my Christmas tradition. I'm only a little on, little on, but hey, I just missed it. So. Oh my oh, gosh! It's, it's that time we about to have fun, man, on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christmas. So people's tradition was Christmas Eve breakfast, church, waking up my brothers and sisters, anticipating our parents getting up so we can open gifts. There's nothing like that excitement. Fortnite and Christmas breakfast. I'm not saying it's one. Yeah, what is up with the Fortnite? I'm still confused. Like it's still throwing me off guard every time you say it. I'm know. not saying. The last one, because it's kind of inappropriate. I'm just going to show the screen. You see what, it? Does it say? what does it say under the Fortnite? No, it's like, like go down like a little bit. Uh, I can't see. Wait, which one am I supposed to be looking at? This one. No, let me just text it to you. I think I think I can look. You see it, but <laughs> you see, look at your phone. And then, so, I asked you before, you know, NBA Christmas or NFL Christmas? 
NBA. NBA. NBA for me. Some people said NBA. Three people said – two people said NBA. Three people say NFL. One person say Fortnite. And then favorite Christmas – favorite NBA Christmas game. The Warriors Cavs 2017. Easy. See, I'm going to say that too, but I'm going to say my bias pick, Thunder versus Heat. 2013, Thunder versus Rockets, 2018. My favorites right there. People said Cavs versus Warriors. Chino Hill, 2016 versus Caden them. <laughs> in 2020. Warriors, Cavs, 2017. Fortnite, Cavs, Warriors, LeBron, Sixers. But that's pretty much what we have left, you know. Hope you guys are sitting down with the family, opening up your gifts, and watching some Me Percy podcasts with some good old hot chocolate. We see y'all later. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And once y'all should post uh, your socials. Yeah, man. Follow the uh, Instagram at the real J. I mean, follow my Instagram at not JJ. And then follow my uh, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, the real JJack underscore. And, you know, primetime.c, iPhone, everywhere, TikTok, you know. I might, I should start posting TikToks more. You know, start, start getting that TikTok money. But TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, wherever. And then make sure you follow the podcast, me, Percy Podcast, on every single platform, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, anything you watch podcasts, we are guaranteed on it. Check out our TikToks, leave some nice comments so I don't have to fight for my life in the comment section on my main account, so. And Instagram, too. All that stuff. we see y'all later. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to y'all, man. We're going to give me off the list. See ya. Ha, ha, ha.